those short videos work really well because you just have to think about one particular topic and then deliver that and you're in and out and it, it can be so, so much easier and there's not much to think about and you don't have to create these long form videos. They're so wonderful to do once you get better because you will get better. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Kate Hor Lacey is a client attraction strategist and a sales and mindset mentor. Value-driven service providers who struggle with sales hire her to claim their impact, get clients, get praised, and get paid. She has addressed worldwide audiences through summits, videos, and workshops to rave reviews, and with over 33,000 followers of her daily videos, has recently been named a LinkedIn sales star. Kate is a master at selling with video and using video as a tool in your business to make more sales. Now, I talk a lot to you guys about video and how powerful it is to grow your brand online, but Kate has a specialty that I really don't have, which is how to use video to sell more effectively. It's something I certainly do in my business, but it's something I've more just figured out slowly by doing, and I don't necessarily have a methodology for how I do it. So I am really looking forward to diving into that today day with Kate and having her share her best strategies and how we can just do this um, more intentionally, I would say, rather than my method, if you will, which is just kind of a gut based thing and based on, you know, other basic sales tactics that I know. So I'm really looking forward to that. Kate, it is so good to have you here on the show. Thanks, Gillian. It's so good to be here. So Kate, could you start out by just telling us a little bit about your experience with video marketing, how you use it in your business, and maybe also what being a LinkedIn sales star means? Sure. Um, so Gillian, I really only started doing video uh, uh, regularly about 18 months ago, um, and it was really when COVID hit. So I was getting all my clients from doing events, and when COVID hit, uh, all of those Obviously, I wasn't able to do them anymore and I knew that I needed a new strategy and I had a lot of resistance around doing video, but I sucked it up and I I applied myself and started doing video and I actually got a fairly decent result quite quickly. I think um, LinkedIn can be a good platform for that because it, it isn't tapped out because there's only about 1% of users that are actually posting regularly. So I think I got like a thousand to two thousand views for you know right off the get-go which is an extraordinary reach for someone who didn't have a lot of connections and a lot of experience on LinkedIn um, but I think my my strategy was fairly sound from the get-go and I'll definitely go into that but yeah within probably um, I don't know four or five weeks I started getting a couple of clients trickle in around the six or seven month mark I was fully booked out with a waiting list and it cost me not one red cent. So LinkedIn has just been absolutely brilliant as a lead generation tool. 
That's amazing. And I mean, no, you're not the first person who has said to me that LinkedIn is a really valuable place right now to be creating content and that it is a great source for leads and for clients, because not only is the cost of exposure cheap, and for those of you who are just listening, cost in quotes, the cost of exposure is cheap in the sense that you can get exposure without that much effort compared to other platforms, just because as you said, Kate, not that high of a percentage of the users are creating substantial content on the platform. Um, but also, we obviously have this audience on LinkedIn that is professionals. And so they're immediately going to be a little bit more qualified for any sort of B2B business. So that is such a cool opportunity. So what, what I would like to get into with this is what the content is that you're posting on LinkedIn. What kind of video content? How are you choosing the topics? And how does this relate to your overall sales strategy, like in the sense of like your sales funnel in your business? Are you trying to capture the brand new leads and just, you know, get that first visibility? Or is it more of kind of a middle of the funnel strategy where you're warming people up? Or are you closing the sales on videos? Great question. So it does definitely depend on where people are in the buying cycle as to what videos you're going to focus on. But certainly to start with, like we really want as many people as possible in the top of our funnel. Uh, so that is really expanding your reach. Um, so the best way to do that is really to focus on who your ideal client is. And even with LinkedIn, you can sell a lot of business to business, but there are so many individuals on there. So it is great if, if you're speaking direct to the customer as well. So know really intimately who your ideal client is, what are they struggling with right now? And even if you are thinking about doing some video content, if you want to just even jot down right now three things that you know that they're struggling with that you can help them get some movement on and three things that you know that they urgently want. Uh, so these urgent wants aren't things like peace and happiness. They're more pragmatic things like, you know, uh, they could be weight loss or looking sexy to the opposite sex, or they could be a better relationship or saving a relationship. If you're working to help clients, um, you know, it could be more money to help them attract more leads, uh, more sales. So whatever those things are for you, just ask yourself when it comes to an urgent want, would those people drop a thousand dollars today to get that thing and if if the answer is yes that is an urgent want so with um with my boot camp we come up with around 40 of those in an exercise we do but even today you guys can easily come up with just six once you have those six you have got six really amazing topics that are going to attract views likes and new audience to you and the right audience, not just people who are going to view your video and like it just for kicks and giggles, but potential clients. So uh, that is super important. Um, the next stage is to really like, I write about my videos. Uh, I mean, copywriting is quite important right across your business. Your messaging is so key right through your business. That includes from everything from your profile and your social media to who you work with, of course, and also on how you message about the video you're going to be putting out to people because that is actually your first sale. Every time people take a step with you that you want them to take, 
you've pretty much kind of made a sale. And your first sale mm -hmm. is getting them to read that little bit of text and then click on the video to, to play, to press play. So that needs to be really hooky. It's like, you know, mine are super simple. I will say, do you, you know, do you struggle with this? And I'll have an emoji. And then I might have one more line and then I'll have a, you know, pointing to the video. And it's such a cheap buy-in for people too, because I keep my videos around between 30 seconds and usually a minute and a half. Once people know you a lot better, like I know a lot of your audience, Gillian, know you really well and you do really nice long content videos, which are absolutely fantastic. And as people move through your, your funnel and they get to know you more, you can invite them to spend more time on investing more of their time on watching longer videos with you or spending more time with you in a masterclass. But to start with right at that top of the funnel, they don't know you. So you need to think about hooking them in really quickly with something that really, really matters to them and is going to help them move that needle. So it starts with that, um, that first bit of text and then keep it as short as possible. It's really just a short introduction. Then you want to say, are you struggling with or do you really want this? And then you give them the tip and then you say, so do that so that you can get more of this. See you later. Done. Mic drop and you're away. Um, so really it's it's that simple. And I love it that it's that simple because, I mean, I know when I first started doing videos, even like a five-minute video took me three days, Gillian, three days. <laughs> and that's because I was so sucky and so up in my head and wanting to, I just thought I'd be possibly I mean, I wasn't, I was still scared to do it, but I thought I'd be a little bit better than I actually was. I thought I can speak succinctly. I can do this. And I just, I just couldn't. I was stumbling over words. I mean, I didn't know as much about editing and so on. But for me, those short videos work really well because you just have to think about one particular topic and then deliver that and you're in and out. And it, it can be so, so much easier and there's not much to think about and you don't have to create these long form videos they're so wonderful to do once you get better because you will get better um and i love i love people to know this because you know i mean i should have been doing videos years before uh but i stopped myself because i thought look maybe i'll just suck at this maybe this is not really my flow. You know, you, 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 talk, you hear about business flow and how things are meant to flow. Sometimes not. Sometimes, sometimes you suck and you have to be aware that uh, you, you are going to not be as good as you want to be for a time. But I want to encourage anyone out there, especially if you've got fear and resistance around doing video, but you kind of think, oh, I kind of want to do it anyway, if that's you, I'd love to say just keep it simple and just just lean into that resistance because behind that resistance, once you set yourself free from that, you're going to have so much more personal power and that personal power is going to equate to more customers and possibly that business breakthrough that you're, you're wanting, that you're looking for. Okay. I love this so much because it is so simple. And, you know, here on the show, we're all about, you know, the strategies that are going to give you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of your time, where you get the biggest results for the least amount of time and effort. And so I love that you're 
you're sharing that you can make these videos really short and really simple. You're even talking about keeping like the copy that you're using to promote the video really simple. So you touched on so many good things there. You know, one was you talked about the sales and how you need to make the sale of getting someone to watch the video first. And so I think a lot of people miss that, that when you are trying to grow your business, when you're trying to market your business, it's not just that one last sale of where someone pulls out their credit card and buys your product that you need to make. But leading up to that final sale, you need to make a series of smaller sales or get a series of smaller yeses where people choose to watch your video, where they choose to subscribe to your newsletter, where they choose to click on a link in your newsletter before they are ever willing or ready to actually pull out their credit card and buy your product. And if you don't get those first yeses, you're never going to get that last yes. So I'm just really loving how this makes so much sense for a top of funnel strategy where maybe someone isn't ready to watch a long form video yet because they don't know you yet. So we're making these shorter, simpler videos. It's an easier yes for people to say, but at the same time, because of the content strategy you're talking about in terms of the topics that you're making videos about topics that are so directly related to the product that you're selling and things you know, videos about topics that people really, really want, like strong desires of theirs or big problems of theirs, that you are getting people who are more serious about these issues rather than, you know, we see, you know, something that, that maybe people would equate this to wrongly, I think here would be making videos on something like TikTok or Instagram Reels, where it's like, oh, you know, this is a short, fun video, a really easy yes, because it's fun to watch and it's super short, not much commitment. But the difference here is that with the TikToks or the Reels, people might just be watching them just because they are fun or entertaining, but they really have no interest or intention to buy it all. But here, you know, you're coming to them on LinkedIn, which immediately is going to mean that you are going to be getting in front of more potential buyers. And then second, with your content strategy, you're really talking about topics that will attract the right people. So this I can see how this is both really simple and also would be really effective for making that first introduction to these new leads. So I love that. Yeah, that's so true. So it's not about, and this is why I do like platforms like LinkedIn, because as much as I love you know, I love animals and I actually love animal videos and stuff like that. I wouldn't, I'm not comfortable with sharing things, just, I mean, I do share some personal stories and so on, but I'm generally looking at helping people move the needle in their business. That mm -hmm. is what I'm about. You know, that is my brand. Um, I, I, I hate wasting people's time. And that is why I do love LinkedIn as a platform because um, people are more there because they are wanting to move the, the needle in their business, in their life. They're wanting to get results. It is important to know that video is a little bit entertaining. You know, on that point, I think a couple of key tips, if you're just starting out with video, that are going to feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it's okay to feel that and just lean into it. it um, I tell people if they can speak a little bit faster, like Gillian speaks quite quickly which, you know, and Tim Ferriss and, and people like that, they speak quite quickly. And that is gold for videos uh, and, you know, for certain types of content. But if you can practice your content so you can speak a little bit more quickly because if you speak really slowly and if you say, hey, so this is what I'm going to talk about today, people will bounce. They're, mm -hmm. they're out of there. People 
have really short attention spans right now. So really quickly dive straight in there as soon as you can with, are you struggling with this? Uh, And then keep it fairly energetic. I love to help my people to practice a video, like practice doing the videos with so much energy that it feels a little bit odd. You're going to feel a bit weird out of your comfort zone, but it just translates better on video. And you can check this out for yourself. I remember Gillian, about a month ago, I was down the beach shooting six videos and uh, it was about six o'clock in the morning. I was feeling really zen. And I'm like, okay, this is all about being authentic, of course. And I'm just going to be really zen and, you know, give my videos with this really zen quality where I'm, I'm good with the world, you know, and just like that. And then I thought, okay, I'm, I'm not going to watch them back. I don't have time to, that, to do that, but I'm going to do them again with my normal energy. And so I energied up, just revved up a little bit. And two things happened. The first thing was my energy went through the roof like I was like I went from being zen to still feeling zen inside but just being like oh yeah you know can't wait to get into the day and you know got myself in that peak performance um, kind of state but I watched those videos back when I got back back home and oh my god the zen ones where I was thought I was being really sincere and zen, they were pretty boring yeah so um again to make that first sale especially for top of funnel you want to keep it a little bit fast you know like speak a little bit faster than you normally would uh if you have to go to practice that same one minute video 10 times over so you know the content well enough that you can speak a little bit faster and energy up is super important um a nice smile to start with is always a good welcoming thing people are more likely to click on it if you are smiling um and of course the content is is why people are going to keep coming back why they're going to share your video and of course why they're going to keep on taking those next steps with you to then uh to hopefully eventually make that sale with you oh such good tips i think that this is one of the most common beginner mistakes i see on video and one of the things that even myself i would say that i have maybe a longer attention span than some people but even me i find myself clicking off videos when they are too slow to get started now of course there are exceptions to this there are a few creators i watch who are so zen and their videos are so calm and relaxing and there's nothing fast-paced about them and i still love them because I just like love their personality so much or their visuals are so amazingly beautiful. So there are certainly those exceptions. But for the most part, if I'm watching a video because I have a problem or want to get some information, especially, then I want people to talk a little bit faster and get to the point, you know, so I can learn what I need to learn. And it is a lot more attractive and interesting. It keeps the videos pacing up, obviously, and makes the video more entertaining to watch. Okay, can I get really real with you about something for a minute here? I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks you should be able to learn how to grow your business without spending thousands of dollars on bloated training. Seriously, there's no reason it needs to be as expensive as a lot of online courses are. That's why I don't offer really pricey coaching. I want to teach real people how to build really profitable businesses at a price that actually makes sense. So I asked myself, how can I connect with you in a really personal way, teach you everything you need to know to grow your business and help you actually do it? And how can I guarantee this won't cost an arm and a leg? Asking myself those questions four years ago is how I came up with the idea for Startup Society, the program I wish had existed when I was struggling to get my online business off the ground. 
So if you're a freelancer, a coach, or a course creator, and you want my guidance, plus the support of my own team to build your business, then Startup Society is for you. Just head to startupsociety.com to learn more and find out when enrollment next opens. I can't wait to meet you, show you the ropes, and guide you to start growing your business a whole lot faster. Startupsociety.com. Building an online business doesn't have to be so complicated. And that kind of leads me on into my next question for you, which is, what are you doing to make these videos entertaining? You talked about one thing, obviously, you know, talking a little faster, keeping them more quick paced and getting to the point more quickly. Also, you also mentioned that you were shooting them on the beach, which is obviously an interesting location. So I'm curious in that one to two minutes of the videos links, are you showing multiple different scenes at all? Or is it just you talking to the camera the whole thing, the whole time? Are you adding any graphics or music? Like what are you adding into these videos? So initially it was just super simple and this is the other thing I like about quick videos is you don't have to pretty much edit them. My, my videos are edited on iMovie but when you, it's a one minute video a lot of the time you know there's no editing really involved. Mm-hmm. I will use titles there's a title thing um, which, will, which will bring in some key phrases that I want people to to remember. I don't use teletext because I want people to hear my voice. My clients, my ideal clients, are they work for themselves, so they are not sitting in an office needing to read the words. I don't want them to just read it, but I want them to get those key messages, so I just put those in. Um, I think it is wonderful if, like I am a beach person, I have the beach two minutes away, that is part of my brand, proud of who I am, so I shoot them at the beach, and it is a smart strategy. If you have got some water around you, um, it. And the reason, the other reason why I like it is I do love to give people a little bit of a break. You know, it is that little slight entertainment thing of like, yeah, let's just have a little bit of a couple of minutes at the beach with Kate, learn something new, get a little bit of motivation or, uh, you know, get a little zhuzh up and just have a little break from the office for a couple of minutes. So I take them to the beach. So that is a, a nice thing to do if you've got some nature or something you already do that you can go out there and shoot out there. Don't let it stop you though. I know Gilly used to shoot with just a white wall and if that's what you've got just do it because a white wall is way better than nothing but if you've got mm-hmm. some decent locations outside then then that's great um be aware of your brand uh, or not you know if you're just starting out again it's just getting it done as far as other things to put in it, I do have a little bit of music behind it. There are some wonderful free tracks now. I, just, I wish I could remember this guy's name, um, but if you put on, it's got to be royalty-free music or your own. Um, I sometimes I, I was a singer for ten years, so I sometimes use my own. But uh, they're good to put really low uh, underneath. One of my favourite things to that I use. Uh, if any, if anyone's going to shoot out. Um, especially by the beach or anywhere where it's windy, it's called a short video mic me. Now, I spent thousands of dollars on equipment that I don't even use anymore at all, and I wish I didn't do that because I basically just use my phone. Such a simple setup now. Uh, and But this video mic me is under $100, one of the best things I've ever purchased under $100. But it's like it's they call it a dead cat, which is not a mm-hmm. term. But, yeah, it, it, just, <laughs> it scatters all the wind and the noise so that it, you're because people will shoot on the video, uh, sorry, on the beach 
and there'll be so much wind it's hard to hear so that is a really good piece of equipment other than that as far as entertainment's concerned great background as i was saying a little bit faster getting to the content quickly start off with a smile is a really great thing you know as i was mentioning before people are more likely to click i use my hands a lot as well um and that is something i naturally do because when you're on video you can use your hands to get across what you're saying whatever it is uh, so if you naturally use your hands it's a good thing but i think too again for top of funnel when people are scrolling through their feed as human beings we have this um this thing where i think like to protect ourselves we are always aware what's happening, uh, what's moving in case, you know, maybe we've got a dinosaur chasing us or whatever. So if you have got movement in your video, I believe that that is going to make people stop and take a little bit more, just make that first little sale of, huh, what's this? Let me give this a little read. Huh, that's interesting. That applies to me. And then they're going to click play. Um, so if you can imagine if you just have someone talking like this or if it's a little bit more animated, it catches a little bit more attention. So that's also uh, that's also really great as well if you can focus on that. Then the other thing is um, I love people to use their voices a little bit more. So we've all got a lot of range in our voice you know we can speak really high and we can speak really low we can speak loudly and really softly as well and all of these things as well as speaking fast and then pausing help us to get our message across but they also help paint the picture and they can also help you to be more dramatic in parts and just just be a little bit better storyteller now this will come with time and if you're just starting to shoot video don't worry about it too much you know like I get people to do exercises just with with nursery rhymes about like you know or even just the alphabet if you were to say a b c d e f g h I mean it's so boring right if you were to go a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p q r s you know you can see and, and you get people to do this and they see in themselves how much more interesting they can make it if they use their voice as part of how they're delivering their content. And it seems to me like this is so related to the like talking slowly, talking quietly uh, and having that low energy that we find less appealing, you know, also talking in that more monotone way. A lot of the time when people are first starting on camera, that's how they talk. They're very still, they're very subdued and they talk slowly and there's not very much happening but it is so much more interesting when people have more inflection with their voice and they use more of like you said like their vocal range um and they're just more energetic overall and i think that that will even come naturally to people even if they're not thinking about like i need to use more of my vocal range if they're just thinking about adding in more energy it happens pretty naturally exactly and i think maybe the maybe the nuance that needs to be pointed out there is that it's not just about talking super, super fast and having lots of energy, right? It's about like having energy that is kind of overflowing from you and having like a natural sort of energy where you're excited about something. That is such a great point. Thank you for bringing that up, Gillian. So true. And here's the thing too, you might be, because I wanted to say, because uh, there are horses for courses. So if you are a meditation teacher, for instance, you're not going to want to speak really super fast. It's so not going to apply to you. Generally, we attract a lot of the clients who are similar to ourselves. So I'm a little bit impatient. Um, so I like people to get to the point a little faster. It does drive me nuts when people speak extremely slowly. However, 
if you are centered and you are in your own authentic energy, you are excited about the things that you are talking about, which of course, anyone who is living their purpose, doing what they're here to do, you're going to have that natural burning passion and desire, which may not come out straight away on video because you're going to feel a little bit more, you know, you're, you're pushing yourself maybe outside your comfort zone. It might be new to you because of, so of course, we're going to be less energetic. Uh, but if you, a good way to get over that is I always imagine my best friend behind the camera and all I'm trying to do is really help her with this thing. So it comes across as people from the get-go, they say, oh, Kate, you know, you seem so authentic and natural and smiley and, um, and it's because my best, I'm talking to my best friend and I really want to help her it, get get movement in these points. So that can be really helpful. But yet energy is actually more important than content or at least as important as the content. If you show up with great energy and you are excited about what you're talking about, it's going to make them excited about what you're talking about. If you believe you're giving great value, it's going to sell them on that you're actually giving great value. And I do think that as you pointed out that the authenticity of the energy is very important, whether or not people can consciously tell whether or not you are being authentic about your energy for something. I do believe that they can subconsciously tell. So what I mean by that is if you are actually excited about this thing and you are just showing your actual natural enthusiasm for it, whether you are doing that in a more subdued way or in a more energetic way, but you're showing how you really feel about it, people are going to be able to read that. Versus if you're trying to fake it and just act energetic even though you're not, people will also notice that and they'll just say things like, why are you talking so fast? Instead of actually being engaged with the content and really you know, getting excited about it themselves. Yeah. So if you're really feeling off for the day, like I have gone and wasted um, a morning doing videos, pushing myself when I've been so busy, you know, and they just haven't had the right energy, even though it's kind of similar, it's kind of not. So mm -hmm. you're right, people do feel the difference. So I believe it is time better spent instead of pushing through your day, and I believe this actually right across your day in business, in sales, in, you know, pretty much all the key areas. If you are feeling off, it is better spending five or ten minutes getting yourself back in the right state of mind. I love heart breathing, you know, coherence. If you look at, um, there's lots of great stuff on co heart breathing and heart coherence on YouTube. Anyone wants to suss that out. Any sort of meditation. I love yoga, um, just even short yoga for 15 minutes, but doing something to get your own energy aligned so that you can then really talk about that thing from an authentic space is is wonderful. Um, having said that, it is still important, I think, to get a little bit out of our comfort zone. And I think it can be really great to practice speaking a little bit faster, to practice using our voice just for fun and kicks and giggles. Because once you can see it yourself and you watch it back, you're like, huh, I didn't know I could do that. That was interesting, right? And, and sometimes too, if we do push ourselves to be a little bit more energetic, um, we actually feel more energetic because let's face it, we can all be, you know, just like kind of in that really low energy state or we can make ourselves a little bit more energetic, but it does, it, it works way better if it can be authentic. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you pointed that out because there's like this, this careful balance here of this distinction between like being natural and being authentic and bringing that energy. And so if, 
if you hadn't said what you said, I think people could have maybe taken what I said about like, you know, you need to bring your authentic energy to mean like, you just need to act natural and say it like you would actually say it and just act like yourself. I want people to know that they need to have that authentic energy behind their why for what they're saying. So why is this important? And really bring your own, like I said, authentic energy to that topic how excited you really are about that thing and why you're really excited about that thing and tell people why you're excited, not just acting on camera, just like normal and being like authentically, well, this is how I really am in real life. So this is how I'm going to be on camera. We do need to bring that extra energy. What I find the most helpful, like you talked about maybe calming your mind down with different breathing techniques and yoga and things like that. I also find tapping into my reason why and really thinking I'm a very like logical thinker. And so just like sitting down and being like, okay, why do I want to share this with the audience? Who is the audience? Who am I sharing this with? Why will it matter to them? Even kind of like selling the topic back to myself. Like, what are the benefits of this going to be for them? What are they going to get out of it? And that gets me hyped up about sharing it with people because I realize the impact it's going to have on their life. And I'm much more excited about that impact than maybe the nitty gritty of the strategy itself. Love that. Really love that. So let's talk a little bit about the how you're structuring these videos. You touched on it earlier. You said that you start out by saying and like getting to the point really fast, like in this video, you're going to learn such and such, or are you struggling with such and such? So kind of that initial hook, and then you get into the tip. And then are you ending these videos with some sort of call to action? I generally not. So, and especially for LinkedIn, um, the the algorithm hates it if you put a call oh. to action in the actual video. Um, so if you're using LinkedIn, which uh, I think there's 740 million users on there now, and again, 1% are doing regular content. So it is a really nice untapped kind of ocean to swim around in. But if you're going to use LinkedIn, you want to put your call to action in the comments. Uh, It'll go in the first comment and they will see that. And then you can put a link in there. You generally want to put a call to action in every three to five videos. If you've got a launch coming up, you can put it in a lot more often than that. So that's basically how you want, you want to structure it. So generally speaking, I think it is great to Set yourself up as an authority by helping give them some help on some, you know, some subjects. Whenever you're doing that, you are uh, engaging this law of reciprocity that we all have, where you give people something and they naturally feel like giving you something in return. Uh, so you give them a little aha, oh that helped, and they're more likely to then look at the the comment and then potentially take action on whatever that might be. It might be to sign up for your free offer, it might be to come to a masterclass of yours, uh, it might be to have a discovery session with you. And to give you an idea, Gillian, um, I was doing a bit of Facebook advertising with uh, a, a masterclass a year and a half before. It cost me a fortune per lead. I put out one video on LinkedIn and I got 60 people sign up for it within my masterclass within about um, an hour, hour and a half. So, and again, free leads. We love free leads, everybody. Yay, free leads. So that was really powerful. So if you're doing a a masterclass, it's great to do some topics around whatever the name is of your masterclass, which of course, you know, it has to be a really hot name, something that's really important to them. Start doing videos around that topic. Start talking about how maybe you struggled around that topic, about you know different things that can help them around that topic, and then say you know by the way, guys, you want to know more, want to delve into this more deeply, you're invited to my free masterclass, etc. Have that as a link below. 
And the other thing video is really great for, Gillian, is to help answer objections, especially if you're doing a launch. Uh, so if you guys are doing a launch of some sort or even if um, you're just signing up one-on-one coaching clients or whatever that thing is that you're trying to sell, think about what are the major objections people have to moving forward and going ahead with me right now, right? So, and then just list those out. And then, you know, if uh, you had this wonderful cure for, for an ailment that your friend had, maybe you had this cure for cancer and you really wanted to get this thing, but she's like, oh, I'm just not quite now. I just, for whatever reason, how would you passionately say, look, this is why you have to look at this right now. You know, this is important not to do later. Why later? You need this now, you know. Do a a video around answering whatever those objections are and you'll get creative with it. You'll you'll come up with great ways to do that. The other thing videos are really great for are um, following up. It's, yeah, I just, I, you know, I've just had a client spend 15K with me from, uh, he just reached out because he keeps on seeing my videos in his feed all the time. So you're staying top of mind. Just you're following up to an, you know, without being too conscious about it. Is there a specific type of video that you would use or consider to be one of these follow up type videos? Or you're just saying by continuing to make the same sort of videos? But just by t- continuing to give content, a great, great valuable content and there I know that this these people um they have meetings sometimes with their team and they'll take the content to their team and talk about how to use it and of course so it's almost like I'm there without being there and I'm coaching them and already and then of course they they they're already sold on wanting to move forward with you uh it's great for high ticket as well because the more time people spend with you and especially if you're giving this really valuable content uh, you're setting yourself up, up as an authority. You're also showing people how you deliver information, how you can help them. And all of that is selling people constantly because people are making a whole lot of micro decisions every every time they're watching a video like, and every time they're looking at working with you or buying your online program, whatever it might be. You know, it's like, can I work with this person? Do I like this person? Can I trust this person? Can they really help me? So they're all kind of questions that you want to answer and that videos answer really well. So when it comes to LinkedIn specifically, are there any specific strategies to use to get more views on LinkedIn? I'm thinking things like, should you use certain hashtags? Do you need to include your keywords in the the post? the copy for the video? Do you need to ask people to follow you or how does this work on LinkedIn? Sure. So I, it's usually good to use three to five hashtags just to help people find that video. And you'll occasionally get a message saying you're trending in that hashtag. So you can use long form or short hashtags. I usually just, again, I keep it super simple for myself. I will literally cut and paste um, a similar thing and it'll say sales and mindset tips today, like, share, comment with like little kind of emojis through it. Emojis are really good on LinkedIn. Um, it just adds a little bit of color and captures a bit more attention. Uh, so that's basically all you need to do. So generally the first 20 minutes are pretty important. You know, dwell time's important, but anything over three seconds is a counted as a view. 
Um, so as long as you can hook them pretty quickly and, and get them, keep them watching, um, and then if they, if a lot of people watch the entirety of your video, it will again show more people. I think it's only about 10% of your connections, but it also does blast it out to a ton of other people as well. So it's quite you can actually get a lot of followers quite quickly, even if you don't have a lot of first degree connections. So don't worry about um, the first degree connections too much. Uh, if you've got great content, it is still a great place to jump on. Yeah, and just getting back to everybody who comments, you know, uh, don't leave them hanging, just jump on there and comment back. The algorithm loves long comments because it's linked LinkedIn. It's maybe a little bit more cerebral and people like to be like, um, you know, what do I really think about this? And, you know, get any discussions happening where there are a couple of comments from the same people. The algorithm loves that. So if you can, I've taken to like really drawing out my answers, which is not like me at all. I kind of tend to keep everything short and, you know, to the point, but um, I will just use a few more words to to um, to give a, a point or whatever because those words do matter. I know that some people will post uh, quotes under in their comment section, so quotes from other people, and they're still really fun to read. So uh, you know, I'm not mad at it, and the, the algorithm really likes that, you know, because they're still comments. So yeah, they're those are all important things on LinkedIn. Really interesting. It seems like the Instagram or the sorry, the LinkedIn algorithm is fairly different from the algorithm that we see on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, which have a lot of similarities. Of course, there's nuances, but they have a lot of similarities. And then LinkedIn seems to be caring about some kind of different factors. Yeah, I think all all platforms are different. You know, it's great to be conscious of um, of the different platforms and really just spend a bit of time learning about them before delving into them. For, yes. If you're still starting out, I think LinkedIn can be really fantastic. As you're getting really good at videos um, and you get a production team, YouTube is a brilliant place to, to play. Uh, obviously, if you've got a great big following on Facebook already, that can be a fantastic platform for you. But just start doing video wherever you're most comfortable right now is a great place to start. But I do think it's one of the most powerful things you can do. The second most powerful thing from being with somebody in person saying, hey, you know, this is what I do. This is why I love what I do. This is who I help. This is how I help them. You know, the second best thing from that is obviously doing video. So I really want to encourage anyone out there to, to start and start yesterday. And if you can't start yesterday, start today. Kate, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for everything you shared with us. I've loved talking to you and I'm inspired to try some new video strategies even in my own business. If someone who's listening right now is maybe feeling the same way I am where they really want to get started, what are the top three things you would recommend that they do immediately or as soon as possible to start taking action on what they learned today? Great question. So know your ideal client write out three things they're struggling with, three things that they urgently want, get your smartphone out, clean the lens and shoot that video. Shoot it 10 times, 
just get one of them and just put it out. My first videos didn't have anything else other than just the video in one shoot. It might take you 10 times to do it like that. It might take you 30. It doesn't matter. It'll take you 30, 30 shoots of a one-minute video can take, you know, 35 minutes or something. But the biggest thing is just start. And if you can just start this week, you're going to feel so good. And then it's just about, you know, doing that consistently. Love that. Thank you, Kate, so much. And finally, if someone wants to learn more about you and tap into more of your knowledge, where can they do that online? So you can find me on katehallacy.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm barely on there anymore. But of course, I love LinkedIn. So shoot me a message. Say you saw me on Gillian's podcast and I would love to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. Take action.